Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello. Hello. Oh, my frame. I'm in the frame. Hi. In the Getting more in the frame. I've, I'm still more in the frame. I, I, don't well, I don't know how much further I can come. Like, I, I always feel like you're the one falling out of frame <laughs> in all the in like all the videos. Whenever I'm like editing them, I'm always yeah. like Matt Palmer's always uh, shy. Don't I'm be shy. shy. Let the people see the, you. Like, the corner of the table, like my back's in oh, the corner. Well, you know, sometimes you have to suffer for your art. I'm not a sufferer. I've you know, Christian Bale lost like five thousand pounds to play every single role, and like then gained Cri- it back again to do, play another ten thousand roles. Do you think I look like Christian Bale? You, I am not. You are the next Christian Bale. I don't. Need to. I don't want to do that. <laughs> Acting <laughs> seems like a headache. No interest. Acting's easy. <laughs> you always say that, but I'm like, you gotta learn all those lines. You gotta like pretend to be people. It's like, ugh. It's, it's not what, as hard as ballet or opera. I just want to be me. Can okay. Just be me. Well, in acting, you can just be you. Lots of actors just are just like themselves, and they're just so compelling that they're exciting to watch. You That's mean, that is, like Jennifer Aniston. Like Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> yes. It works. She's great. She's fantastic. Yes. Great hair. And great hair. And hey. Almost got an Oscar nomination for Cake. Yes, she had that whole press conference ready. Yes. That was a sad day. It was. was a sad day. And Cake is good. Cake is, she's great in Cake. She's great in it. So, maybe next time, Jennifer. Yes. I know we're all worried about Jennifer Aniston. I know. I know. I feel like if anyone doesn't have enough money or enough clout, it's Jennifer Aniston. Okay, we're doing it again. No, we're not doing oh. the beginning again. Oh, okay, we're starting. Oh, we're starting. Okay, you. I was starting now. Are you want me to start? What do you want to say? Oh, I thought you were going to say, "Hey, everybody, welcome back to another no. Two Game Mats <laughs> podcast." Okay, that's we're not doing that. We're not doing that today. You know why? Because it's MLK Day. Yeah, and I shouldn't have to do anything. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> we're not doing the formal introduction. No, we're doing. Guys, we're here. We're here. We're, we're here. back. Let's celebrate. Matt Steele. Yes. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. How was your week? My week was good. What did I do? I bought lots of stuff for the living room, darling. Oh, has the couch arrived? The couch has not arrived. Oh, no, if the couch sorry. arrived, you would know it would be the first I, thing I utter in this podcast. I thought because you were like, oh, I'm waiting to buy more things till the couch gets here. I thought that maybe. No, there are things and things things have arrived. Mm. The coffee table has arrived. <gasps> Ooh, that little cute one with the three little prongs. It is not the cute one with oh. the three little prongs because I didn't think it would go well like color wise. Okay. was that just like a wood? It was a wood thing, but like the, the black uh, stand, like oh, uh, legs, I, I didn't think would go with the other legs of things that I have. Okay. <laughs> but you know what color it does go what? with the living room? A pink coffee table. Really? <laughs> oh my gosh. I know. A, a pink glass coffee. The, the glass part is pink. Yeah. And the little stand on it is gold. The, wait. Yeah. <laughs> the glass is pink? The glass is pink. It's a pink glass. Interesting. Well, it's like a glass and like there's like this pink thing underneath it and it gives it a pink hue. All right. It's very, it's, I wouldn't say very subtle, but it's subtle. It's, All right. it's chic. It's not like a bright, hot pink I was going to say, I was imagining like Barbie's dream house. No, 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 no. no. Okay. It's, it's very nice. and It'll go well with the teal couch. I bought um, another piece of art for behind the couch. Wow. Which is, uh, it's a, 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 what, like a, a wooden thing. Okay. That's like, you know, made to order. Okay. So it's and not like... Um, 
a painting or something. It's not a painting. It's a it's a stained wood type thing. All right. Where's it from? Whatever. Uh, it's from Minnesota. Some woman. She does oh. it in Minnesota. Where'd you find it? Etsy or something? Oh, like Instagram. I saw oh, this woman's wow. like Instagram, and it, this one is called Pride. Pride. And it has. Uh, it's like I know as a, as a homosexual. And the thing is, all of the other pieces of work that she does um, are. Named after states mm. And you know I love a state theme Oh gosh But I was like Oh no I want this one Called Pride Because it has like It's like white mostly And it has like Little pink things okay. Like accents on it And everything And I think it goes Really well Bought a rug It's a, just a white Knotted jute rug Okay some curtains Gonna get some other things It's Wow It's all coming together And does Daniel Have any feelings On what the living room Looks like Does it give you Any feedback Or like things He wants to see He loves it all Right He told me He was I kept apologizing to him I was like I'm so sorry I'm so so sorry the living room isn't coming together super fast and mm. he's like you forget I'm 25 <laughs> and like this is already the best place I've like ever lived wow. on <laughs> he's, he's like I, I don't care about these things yet and I'm just like well I'm older and I care about these wait things. so if he's 25 uh-huh. that means he was born in 1997 probably uh, 96 uh, I guess because I'm assuming he's 20 turning 26 I hope he hasn't had a birthday yet in January <laughs> or else I, I miss it and I didn't wish that. him a happy birthday. Wow. I mean, Butterfly is 20, turning 25 this year. Wow. So the, Butterfly, the album, and your roommate are the same age. The same age. <laughs> oh, my god! What, what, what a time to be born, guys. What a time. I mean, 1997, great year for music. Velvet Rope, Butterfly, uh, Ray of Light was just around the corner. Brandy Cinderella. Yeah. Yes. Yes. All things we love. All things we love. Yes. What have you done this week? How have you been? Ah, uh, this week has been good. I'm trying to think. During the week, I mean, we've just been continuing our whole 30 journey. We're about halfway through, I think. How are you feeling? Are I you feel feeling skinny good. and fresh and I alive? I feel very skinny, very fresh alive. I worry I because I um in having because I, I don't drink much in life besides like water and or and then alcohol like I don't I'm not a juice person I don't drink like anything in between water and alcohol I don't really do a lot of and so in lieu of alcohol I have moved on to something else also addictive coffee oh no <laughs> oh he's become a coffee person and so I wake up and I pour my iced coffee oh. I put in my unsweetened almond milk because you know it has to be within Whole30 and then I found a nice nut based creamer in which they're called nut pods and so mm-hmm. <laughs> I've tried many flavors and wanted because I only, you can't do any sort of dairy on Whole30 and so okay. I found the best is the cinnamon swirl nut pod and this is like they're not paying us to say this so I don't know why I'm giving nut pod so much you know clout but the cinnamon swirl nut pod is really getting me through every single day okay and like I at night I you know before I even started this I'd started doing a little bit of like a um what do they call it? Espresso martini moment. And so now what I do is I just put my like iced coffee in like a glass where like a drink would go and make it like <laughs> pretend that it's something. That's, <laughs> that's incredible. I can't believe, believe I lost you to coffee. I mean, uh, we were I, in this together as really people were. who didn't drink coffee. Cause I, I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast. I think coffee is one of the most foul <laughs> flavors on the, the planet. The thing that's wild about it is like, you don't even like a coffee flavored ice no, cream or something. The smell like, of coffee, everything about coffee is I disgusting think it's lovely. Like I mean, vomit. I still am not completely one for a, like a hot black coffee on its own, but give me a little bit of almond milk, a little, a little nut pot on top. 
I, I would need a lot of cinnamon swirl to go in my <laughs> coffee for me to enjoy my coffee. Right. And, and the annoying, most annoying thing that people ask me mm. whenever I tell or they, that they say to me whenever yes. I tell them that I hate coffee, they're just like, you must have never had really good coffee. And it's like, no, the flavor of coffee yeah. is gross to me. What do you not understand? People are allowed to not like coffee. Yes. Like it's I mean, it's it's a bitter tasting thing on its own. Like it has you get used to it and there are things to like about it. it's an aroma that wakes people up but I don't think it's crazy to say you just like coffee I the idea of not even liking a coffee flavored ice cream or like cookie or like brownie moment no, or something uh, is wild no. I feel like those are just lovely universally but you know teach their own yeah I can handle a slight coffee flavor if it's just overpowered immensely with chocolate mm, okay um a dark chocolate so I'm tasting all of the chocolate okay um <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm I'm very. This is the most '30s ish <laughs> podcast that we've ever I had know. because it's like we're talking about like the most domestic things. Hey. We're talking about like new furniture. Yes. We're talking about coffee. Yes, and, oof. The, and then, the young kids listening are probably just like, what? The there God? weren't young kids <laughs> listening. I get the demographics. Everyone else is old too. So, but also, I we also did something else domestic today. Uh, we finally decided to take down our colorful string lights on the outdoor uh, area, like out in the patio, and put up. Some some like white lights that are kind of like almost commercial. Like if you were going down like a nice uh, street that had outdoor seating because, you know, everything needs to have outdoor seating now because of the whole pandemic thing. And these are the kind of lights that would be floating there. And we had to basically put up a a string to keep those sturdy so you can't just hang up the string of lights because those are too heavy you need something else to like keep it up and so I felt very proud of myself that we could do that on our own we didn't break nary a light <laughs> they were mm. all up and standing and looking great and I walked in expecting for Matt Steele to have a lot of feelings about this and I was like Matt what'd you think of the lights and he was like what did they change and I'm like Yes, they did. Greatly. They look nice. They look Thank really you. nice. They look beautiful. I wish you'd noticed. Did you not notice they were different? You know, I was just so excited to walk in and do the podcast. And oh I was so God. excited that I did not forget anything <laughs> to bring to this podcast. I know. Someone read you in the comments being like, ooh, forgetting Mike twice in a row. I didn't even think about when you forgot the mic going home. Yeah. Well. And then I messed up the video again because. You didn't really mess it up. <laughs> I didn't really. That was my final cut that messed it up. I uploaded it to final cut. And for some reason, it uploaded to 720p instead mm. of 1080p, which is why the Adele reaction Woo. to "Oh My God" video is a little less quality. And you know how I feel. Uh, yes, oh, I got a te- so. I got a text right <laughs> when it came out, being like, "Hi, I love the video." Uh, <laughs> what happened? I just was like, "It's not in 1080. It's yeah. not really like HD." And like I was HD. like, "Yeah, I don't know what happened. It was just lower quality when I uh, was editing it." And I just figured that was you that <laughs> that fucked up. And I was like, "Ooh, Matt Palmer fucked and I was up like, here." No, no, this is what happened. But yeah. we all fixed it. It's you know, we're 20, it's 2020. We're all just trying to get our sea legs back under us, you know? Sure. And so maybe it just took you a little longer than other people. Yeah, 2020 is not, 2022 is not my year for technology. No. I'm slowly discovering. That's okay. Uh, but, you know, maybe it'll be my year for something else, for furniture. For furniture. The and year that, of furniture. That's the thing. What technology do you really need? No, when you got a couch, you don't need any furniture. That's all you really yeah, need. Yeah, when you got a couch and some coffee. Hey! And some nut pods. And some nut pods. <laughs> nut pods. It's not a great name. Well, you know, I feel like if, I feel like that would be like a good grinder name. Ah! <laughs> I would not reply to someone who said nut pod. Well, I would be like a cinnamon swirl nut pod because mm. I, you know, I have the red hair and everything. Mm. I don't know. You could stick with vanilla. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so there's not a lot of news this week, but should we dive into it? All right, we're going to dive into the shallow end, I guess. Yes, there's not a lot of idiots. water in the pool. I mean, a lot of this is what you knew we'd be discussing today. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Miss Jamie Lynn Spears. Mm-hmm. Oh, I uh, thought we were going to talk about something else first. But oh, fine. really? What did yeah. you think we were talking about? First? Oh, God. That is literally last. <laughs> <laughs> but Jamie Lynn Spears um, is promoting her new book, which comes out, I assume, soon. It's entitled. I forget. Like, things I should have said. Mm-hmm. Uh, initially, I believe it was supposed to be called, in a reference to a Babe One More Time ly- lyric, I Must Confess. Okay. And so, Jamie then coming on being like, this book isn't about you, Brittany, is like, a lie. But anyways, yeah. so... Jamie Lynn was on Good Morning America and I believe a nightline promoting the book, having an interview and the um, interviewer talks about, you know, times that Brittany was described in the book as being erratic or Jamie Lynn feeling unsafe around her. And apparently there was a story in which, according to Jamie Lynn, Brittany Spears had Jamie Lynn in a closet with a knife. Uh, and this uh, upset Brittany to hear, of course, I feel like we there's been three Britney posts about this interview there now? There have been a lot of Britney posts and I can't and like they keep getting shared and I can't yes. figure out which ones are real and which <laughs> ones are like doctored, Joe, up. like doctored up for laughs. Right. Um, well, I mean, the one that started with was just like I think it was Britney basically being like, oh, the two things that Jamie Lynn said that hurt me in this initial interview were X and Y. I don't really... I, I cannot read through these like I do a lot of the times because there's so much. But essentially one of them was essentially her being like, Jamie Lynn, you never had to work for anything. Like you had it so much easier than I did and everything you have was given to you. And then Jamie Lynn like tweets or like puts on her Instagram story like the people that are going to try to bring you down the most are the people that are scared that they'll, you'll tell the truth about them. Mm. And then I think Brittany saw more of it. And then she also went on about how she had a 104 degree fever. And it was the fever post. Yeah, she yes. needed an Advil. She didn't get one from security, but then her boyfriend Sam got her Advil. Great. Okay. Then round two, Brittany hears about the knife thing. And it's like, the only time I've been around you with a knife was when I had to cut those sweet potatoes or squashes. And they were way too big for me to be cutting. And I was like, what? Yeah, <laughs> the, the squash story with yes. the knife is a lot. And she's like, and I couldn't even cut it because it was too big. It was too and thick. it's like, oh, that's a. That's a detail that we didn't really right. need. And oh. she was like, you are the lowest of the low. Only a scum person would do this. And like to say that I did something like this to you in front of your baby. Like, how low can you go? Blah, blah, blah. Jamie Lynn responds to that and says something. And then Brittany's last post was kind of nicer than the other. <laughs> I mean, it was essentially like, I think it's tacky to us to be arguing as family in public. I just don't know where you got this from. I don't know this where this came from. This didn't happen. But I love you, and you did work hard for some stuff. <laughs> but don't you think, like, I worked so hard and tirelessly all those years, uh, and they locked me away for 13 years, and you were kind of siding with my abusers, blah, blah, blah. But I love you unconditionally. And it's like, Okay. okay. Mixed messages. Yes. But she loves her unconditionally. Yes. It's very sad when like a family fight, especially between siblings, is right. happens, period, but yes. like is played out so publicly. Yes. It's, it's really like this whole scenario is just so devastating because it, it's just like, what, how can this family heal? I know. It's just like not fun really to talk about it's like mm-hmm. initially we were thinking it was going to be fun before jamie lynn actually uh was on good morning america i was like oh britney's gonna have quite the instagram response to this but the amount the, the length of the responses the amount of responses there were the fact that they are like clearly not in any sort of communication at this point it's just sad it's just like uh, it feels like certain scenes on reality shows when you watch them and you feel like, ooh, I don't know that I should be watching this. I don't yeah. know that I should be privy to this information. And 
it's just it's just hard hard to watch. That was always something that you felt icky about with the Real Housewives of New Jersey to me. Like yes. When we first started living together, I was like, oh, do you like Real Housewives of New Jersey? And he was like, not as much because there's family involved yes. and that drama is just too real. Yeah. And it also, I feel like at least with when Danielle was on the show, it felt like there was always a threat of someone being killed. But anyways, okay, <laughs> that those was also scary. But yeah, I think the family stuff is always just a little too personal. It's like mm-hmm. I. I was going to say I get it. Everyone needs to make money. But does Jamie Lynn need to make money? Like, I feel like she's lived off her family. And like, you know, Zoe 101 checks or whatever. Like, hey. she, I feel like Jamie Lynn's doing fine. Yeah, Jamie Lynn is not hurting. What's the need for this book? I guess she, at her point of view is, you know, like my voice is as important as anyone else's. Like, it's not just my sister. At what point is it about me? And like, I have to tell my truth, which I get to a degree. But like, you could tell your truth to a therapist or like, just write it down for your own self. Like, I don't know that this is for public consumption. I mean, having a tell-all book, like, from the opposite side of the Britney Spears saga is yeah. is really just sort of, like, begging for a, another, like, public, more public drama. Right. Like, you're, I don't know. I, I feel very icky about all of it. Yeah. I hope it was at least maybe cathartic for her. I, I hope guess. so. I don't know. But Who knows? I mean, I'm not going to read it. But. Oh, my. That's the thing. And I'm like... I, I feel like because people are curious about the Britney of it all, especially in this post-conservatorship era, I feel like a lot of people are going to read it and, mm-hmm. and say they're not going to, you know, okay. not not putting you in that camp. But I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, I would never do that to Britney, but they're so curious. And mm-hmm. Britney, if she's going to write a book, it's not ready yet. So, like, let's hear from Jamie Lynn. It just, I want, I worry it's a cash grab. I, I feel like... Whether Jamie Lynn was talked into this by like book, you know, book publisher people or she came up with the idea herself, I feel like it kept getting pushed off until the conservatorship ended and then magically it's ready for prints. Yeah, that's you know, fast. That's a quick turnover. Um, I don't know. It's just sad. It's just sad. It's. Well, Matt Steele, since you're so excited to talk about it. Oh, it's not going to be last. It's not going to be last. How sweet you are to do this for me. It is very sweet. Um, There's a Degrassi. Degrassi? How do you say it? Degrassi. Degrassi, Degrassi, whatever. Uh, Revival coming to HBO Max. Warner Media Kids and Family has greenlit a new Degrassi series that's set to debut on HBO Max in 2023. Laura uh, Azapardi, uh, who does the bold type and Mary Kills People, and Julia Cohen from Riverdale and A Million Little Things will serve as showrunners and executive producers. (laughs) (laughs) Lord. Happy... 2022 to me this is i mean i can't i i talk about degrassi all the time on the podcast yes. how it is like the greatest show ever and how much i love it and the fact that it's coming normally i would be like oh another reboot of something and everything right. but it's like no no i want this <laughs> i want this and the fact that these two showrunners and and you know i when i heard that it was on hbo max i was kind of like oh no are they gonna try to make it too edgy because right. the thing with degrassi that makes degrassi degrassi is it originated as more of an educational television program for teenagers to show real like teenagers in real situations and everything and how they deal with things in real life and everything and not this over drama thing did yeah. Degrassi sometimes become a little over dramatized in certain didn't, seasons didn't Drake yes. get shot yes <laughs> but but the whole idea is like you know even when something really really dramatic happens these kids are still supposed to feel very real which okay. for the 
most part, the show succeeded at. And okay. when it succeeded, it succeeded. Um, but so I was worried when it was on H. It was announced to HBO. It's like, oh, HBO is known for making things like edgy and right. everything. Are we going to try too hard with this and everything? But I found out that the two showrunners were writers on um you know previous seasons of Degrassi okay. they have you know the blessings from like Linda Schuyler the like the originator the creator and uh-huh. everything and and so I'm kind of like okay I hope that this franchise the heart of this franchise will stay the same and everything But doesn't the Riverdale connection make you a little nervous about that still I'm hoping that it's not just like Riverdale part 2 <laughs> like I I'm really hope I I I have faith. I have faith. I am so excited. I love like seeing the like so many people on my timeline were so excited about this and all the old cast members were just like, I had no idea this was happening. And I I and they're like, people stop asking me questions about it because I know about as much as you. And it's not coming for like over a year. But like. I can't wait. I'm counting down the days. I am so excited. Wow. Degrassi is Degrassi. Okay. I mean, what can you say? You should, you should like petition to write the theme song for it. You can do the next, whatever it takes. Sure. Um, I, is it whatever it takes the name of the theme song of the, the that's the theme song for the Degrassi, the next generation and everything. What was the last Degrassi series series that you liked or watched? Like, cause you didn't watch the Netflix one, did you? I did not. That's Degrassi next class. And okay. that I did not watch. Um, I would say my interest stopped waning around season 12 of the next generation. Okay. I, I watched the original, like from the kids of Degrassi street in 1979 mm. through the eighties. I wasn't alive for this, but I've, <laughs> I've seen all of them. Um, like Degrassi junior high in the eighties, Degrassi high from the late eighties into the early nineties. Okay. Um, and then, you know, Degrassi, the next generation was, you know, my teen, they were my teenage years. Right. Um, and the show got really, really phenomenal season three of, um, the next generation then season four the shooting happened and then the show kind of kept trying to top itself and you um, watched through 12 that's a lot of time yes, when it girl. was just okay yes. that no, you no, were no, still no, watching no, no, no. and then like it started getting a little more over dramatized and it was like oh, okay okay and then season six of the next generation was just like this is not good. This is season <laughs> six of Degrassi. I don't care so, that JT died and it so was wait, sad. Why did it you was not, not watch a good the Netflix season. one if you're so excited about the HBO Max one? Because I I, I just didn't. Oh, okay. well, well, but then uh, after, then I would say around season eight, they got a whole new cast of kids and it became just as good and sometimes better wow. than like the, the start of Degrassi, the next generation. And then seasons nine and 10 were just like, oh my God, incredible. And then 11 and 12, you know, and then I moved to L.A. and, you know, yeah. I, I, we didn't get the channel where we were living. So I mm. sort of fell off a little bit. But uh, HBO Max is getting the old seasons. I don't know if they're getting like the 80s versions like Degrassi High and Degrassi Junior High. Mm. I would love them to be on HBO Max. But I know that they are getting all the next generation. I know they are not getting the Netflix ones. All right. We have to move on. OK. All right. <laughs> OK. Uh, did you watch the L.A. Times Actress Roundtable? Of course I did. So wait. Lady Gaga, <laughs> I heard that she was drinking prop wine. That I saw, the only clip I saw was her saying, who here like drinks prop wine and like gets a little drunk and like feels a certain way after actually drinking the prop wine and everyone's face is being like, 
What the no, hell? You, you is that not what happened? No. What happened? She, <laughs> she said she drank the prop wine. That did happen. Yeah, prop wine is water. And, and so she was pretending that she was getting drunk off yeah, of it? She was asking everyone, she's like, do you ever like drink the water, like the prop water that's supposed to be alcohol and feel drunk from that? She, I, Essentially saying like, yeah, like I was, I'm so in the moment and everything and all the other actresses are just like, oh, no, girl, please. we've ever been that invested. And Jennifer Hudson's reaction, just her. Her hands with those sharp nails just clutching into her chest, not moving a muscle, just being like, what? <laughs> Amazing. You know, I support Lady Gaga's enthusiasm. I'm glad she's having a great time. I'm glad she's having a good time. And I thought she was great in House of Gucci. So, hey, girl, get us drunk off of that water. Sure. Better to get drunk off of water than drunk off of actual wine. I mean, you're saying she doesn't get drunk on actual wine. She has a whole Grigio Listen. Girl song, sweetie. <laughs> Let's not be ridiculous. <laughs> it's a great song. Um... Do, do, were you happy with the SAG Award nominations? SAG Award nominations were a little crazy. Okay. Um, what did uh, you feel was snubbed? Uh, I, I, you know, I feel, I, I mean, the biggest snub was Mass in Ensemble. Mm-hmm. The fact that Mass did not get nominated for Ensemble is devastating and awful and terrible. And the award was literally built for movies like Mass, where mm. the ensemble is like four people and they're all giving the best performances of their lives, but whatever. Um, were anyone from, was anyone from Mass nominated? No. But here's the thing. People are like, oh, the Golden Globes have their own taste. They have their own taste and everything. The SAG Awards have their own taste okay. as well. And like, I totally predicted that Mass was not going to get was not going to get nominated. Um, but the biggest shocker of the day mm. was Kristen Stewart, the front runner for Best Actress for Spencer, did not get nominated for Best Leading Actress. Wow! And I was the entire time after I saw Spencer, I was kind of just like, critics are going to love this, but. Other like guilds and everything are going to be a little turned off by the movie's a little weird. It's a little <laughs> kooky and everything. Do you think she'll still I, get in for the I, Oscar? I think she will still get in for you the think Oscar. She'll win? I don't know. That's oh. the thing. She was the front runner, and now it's like, is she, is she still? Do we still consider her the front wow. runner? Like, like what do we? So all the pundits were crazy. It was a a learned lesson for film Twitter. Film Twitter just needs to understand that the critics are different from. The guilds, which are different from the BAFTAs, which are different from the Academy. And because mm. we go through a whole months and months of critics awards and we think this is what's going to happen. And it's like, nope, critics have their own tastes. The SAGs have their own tastes. Everyone has their own taste. So would you like to see the cast of Only Murders host the Oscars? The cast has of Only? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think that's a very cute idea. Yes. However, uh-huh. there is a giant push for the Spider-Man producers to try to get the Spider-Man movie nominated for Best Picture. Yes. It's not going to happen, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It, it's just you not going to No, it could happen. I, I would happen? Be, I Wasn't would, Black Panther nominated for Best Picture? It was, yes. You know, like 11 Black, nominees Black, now? Black Panther got better reviews than the Spider-Man movie. Okay, all right. Um, and there, there are... It can be up to 10, 10 or less. It's usually been nine or eight. Okay. Um, but I think it would be a great idea if the Oscars are hosted by Toby Maguire, Toby oh. Maguire Andrew Garfield, oh. and um, Tom oh, Holland. Yeah. They would make a cute trio of hosts. Yeah. They're desperate to get people to watch the Oscars. Right. That would get people well, to watch. What if, they, what if they had to nominate Spider-Man for Best Picture for, to get them to do that? 
I don't think they like have to nominate something in order to get like I'm sure Andrew Garfield will be very happy to do <laughs> I it. I bet Tom Holland wouldn't do it. I bet you Tom Holland. I bet Tom Holland wouldn't do it. He's, he's, like, a little, he's a little dancer. He's a performer. He's a Billy Elliot. <laughs> he can Billy do Elliot. it. He can host. So I, would you rather them than Selena Gomez and those old guys? <laughs> those old, you mean literally legends Steve Martin and Martin Short? I don't know that I've seen. I saw Steve Martin. I think Steve Martin guest starred on a 30 Rock I've seen. Very funny. You, I don't think I've seen Martin Short perform. I don't think I've seen his face before. Curly hair. I'm going. I'm. We need to turn the podcast <laughs> off. Mar- these are, these are like two of my idols. I know. I'm sorry. I just have to tell the truth. I'm oh here to. I'm, I'm here to be honest with the audience. I'm devastated. I but that, I mean, Steve Martin's hosted the Oscars before. Great. Um, so I think they would. That would be a very fun, you know, trio to host the yeah. Oscars and everything. But I don't know if you want to have this inclusion of Marvel stuff. Be like, here are the three Spider-Mans to host the Oscars. It'll be fun. It'll be ridiculous. Wh- what percent go. chance do you think they're nominating the Spider-Man movie for Best Picture? Five. All right. That's not nothing. <laughs> That's, not, That's nothing. not nothing. That's not nothing. It's a, it's a stacked year, though. Yeah. Like, we don't know what's going to get that 10th t- that slot if there is going to be That's a 10th slot. too many nominees. I feel this There's way There's a lot of movies that come out. Award show. Like Grammys talking to you, Oscars talking. That's too many. That's too many. No, no one can care about do. 10 movies like and be like, oh, I've seen all of the like of the normal viewers not going to have seen all of them and have an opinion. Well, then maybe they should see them. Well, if they're all on streaming, maybe they will. <laughs> I mean, most of them are on streaming and they will be on streaming by the time the Oscars happen in March. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I. Oh, Avril's new album is entitled Love Sucks and it comes out February 25th. I'm excited. She just put out a new single, um, which is fine. What's it called? Uh... I love it when you hate me. It's fine. It's not as good as by me, which I think is okay. excellent. Okay. But it is a 12 tracker featuring songs called like F You, All I Wanted featuring Mark Hoppus of Blink-182, Love Sucks, title track, Dare to Love Me, Break of a Heartache. I'm excited. I love Avril. I think this era is going to be good for her, even if the second single is not my favorite. Okay. I'm thrilled for Love Sucks. All right. Let's go. Love Sucks. Love the Sucks album with an will X. not suck. S-U-X. S-U-X. Yes. We're edgy Avril. guys. Hey, the skater girl is back. Hey, I, I wish it was like three X's and one of the X's was like lowercase. <laughs> that would be good. Yeah. That would be good. That would be very on brand. I'm trying to think, is there any other news that we need to discuss this week? I mean, Scream did well at the box office. Congratulations, Scream. Love that. I hear it's great. I hear it's good. And a Tiffany Har- uh, Haddish got charged with a DUI. Yeah. Fell asleep at the wheel. Wish, wish her the best. Wish her the best. Very sad. Yeah. Um. We'll take a break. Okay. And we'll be back with more two gay mats. All right. How's the cor- how's the corner? You're good. <laughs> the corner's good. We're making it fun. work. You want a back rub? You want some icy hot? Welcome back to two gay mats. <laughs> <laughs> what part of the show are we in, Matt? We Steel? are on email my heart. Oh, this wait, is- actually. Sorry. <laughs> I did just lead you right into that. I apologize. Fine, it's fine. I just wanted to give an update for anyone who was interested in our last podcast. I did Listen to Dawn FM by the weekend. Okay. I think there are good songs on it. Okay. Namely, Take My Breath, Sacrifice, and Out of Time. I believe Best Friends I also liked. I think there are very good songs here. My issue with the weekend was and remains the tone of his voice is too close to wanting to sound like Michael Jackson. As someone who grew up with Michael Jackson, even though I don't listen to him now, uh, it just is a little too close for comfort. It is the same way I felt when listening to Ariana Grande's first album with Mariah. It's just like, I hear what you're doing and it's close but not right and it creeps me out. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I always liken it to the Uncanny Valley. It's like watching the Polar Express with Tom Hanks. It's just a little 
creepy. Okay. But I think the songs are good. I just, I vocally cannot um, get rid of the, the creepy factor. You think he's still doing more Michael, whereas yes. Ariana Grande has moved on to 100%. Her own she has more. found her own sound 100%. And I think he's found a sound of his own, for sure, but vocally, he's try, He's just, I don't know, something with the vibrato and like his placement. It's just too, like, I'm aiming for Michael, and it's like, Please aim away. I don't know. It just it just makes me a little uncomfortable. Okay, so. maybe that's why people say they don't like my voice. Yeah, too it's much. too close to SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> I think so. It's so clear you were so clearly inspired by SpongeBob. Absolutely. I, if it worked for the sponge, it can work for me. Hey. So now are we on to email? My yes, head? yes, we are. Okay. Sorry, I'll be quiet. This is the <laughs> section of the podcast where we answer some questions that you guys might have. You mm. can be a part of email my heart if you email us at two at gmail.com to spell T W O. Uh, and we got a couple questions and yes. a couple, one that's not a question, but we'll read it anyway. Of course. Um, so this one is from Frankie. Uh, our friend. Frankie says the year of Mariah. Yes. Hey, Matt. Every year, the year of Mariah. Absolutely. Hey, Matt. Happy holidays. Congrats on all the new changes you both have been experiencing the past year. I hope you both are celebrating the holidays the proper way with Mariah's music, Mariah's cookies and black Irish. Salted caramel <laughs> is the best flavor. In case you couldn't tell, we got this email a little while ago. Yes. <laughs> During the holidays. Um, anyways, my questions are as follows. Uh, when do you think we'll be getting the rock album from Mariah? I've been anticipating this since we first heard about it. A few months ago, Mariah told a lamb she wasn't allowed to speak about it, so I can only assume we'll be getting it sooner rather mm. than later. Even though she declared she won't be touring anymore, I do hope we get a performance of Demented or one of the other songs on Someone's Ugly Daughter. What do you think? Second question. Mm. Mariah has been talking about the Butterfly Lounge for the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. I'm still not sure what it is, but I predict it's her version of an at-home concert slash documentary. She also said she's working on doing something new with The Roof with a surprise guest. Mm. Do you think this will be a moment where she performs real fan favorite album cuts such as The Roof? As much as I love my queen, I could definitely go without another performance of Hero. (laughs) Anyways, love you both. Cheers to the new year. Yes, cheers to the new year to you too, Frankie. We love you. Um, I think the rock album is coming in some incarnation and for whatever reason, I feel like uh, Mariah's been dropping hints about collaborating with a, a younger person and I don't even know if this girl sings but weirdly I know that Mariah and Millie Bobby Brown are friends <laughs> and for whatever reason I just have a feeling that she's involved in the re-recording of this rock album because I don't know that Mariah ever found the versions of the songs with like her 1996 vocals on them but I don't know some, I just feel like Millie Bobby Brown is involved we'll check back and see if this is right this is like my rarities prediction all over again. Okay. All right. If I don't know. Cor- if you are correct, this is really a, 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 a swing. And that's honestly the best thing about this podcast is like, I have felt and thought things about Mariah that she was going to do and then she did them. And I'm like, but no one knows. So now you all know. And then there was Thank evidence. There was, evidence. I feel like you said on like the podcast or something about the rarities. I and did. you were like, I feel like this the is happening. The sides are coming. Yes. So. Um, secondly, I think the Butterfly Lounge, I think you were absolutely right. I think it is a documentary that's hopefully is going to get streamed on Netflix. I also think it is her, uh, she's, I think she's going to be revisiting songs and it's going to be kind of an extension of that We Belong Together 12 minute version or whatever she put out Okay, where she's re-recording songs like The Roof. Uh, and she just mentioned, I think that she was doing something special with The Roof recently. And I think it's also going to include some collaborations with other artists. So I think she's had Brandy in the studio, for example. But like around the time of her 
you know, making uh, Fall in Love with Chris- at Christmas. I think there were other artists that she collaborated with. I don't know if it's just for Butterfly songs. Probably not, but it is the 25th anniversary of Butterfly, so who knows? Um, but I think she is going to be, like, re-examining her catalog and, like, performing new versions and uh, doing new collaborations on songs that existed in the past. I, ho- I do honestly hope that there's new music attached to the Butterfly Lounge as well because I would love to hear some new Mariah music, but if we're getting new Brandy background vocals on an already layered song like The Roof that would be iconic or if she was even on like a baby doll you know like okay. I just I, I think it's going to be that that is my assumption I think you're not off the mark I just think they're going to be more collaborations and uh, I think the We Belong Together 10-12 minute version is a good idea of what is coming okay well who is she going to collab with for Petals I don't know that Petals is going to make the cut oh come but on Come on. I don't know, because I think songs like that are so personal to her. I can't imagine her being like, I don't know, like, Mm. Daughtry, get on this one. (laughs) (laughs) I think it'd be amazing if she, if, you know, uh, it could be a time where sisters reunite Mm. and she could do a collab with Alice on pedals. We're not there. That woman is her ex-sister. We read the the fucking memoir, darling. Okay, but also we've we've seen the the Britney Instagram posts and she still at the end of it said, but I still love you, Jamie Lynn. Sweetie, did you read the same memoir I did? This is not some Jamie Lynn Brittany Instagram beef. Like, this is, she tried to sell me to a pimp. Let's move on. Okay. <laughs> Let's move on. Okay, so the next, uh, it's not a question, but it's a nice email. Comes to us from Jordan. Jordan, subject line, the resurgence of Kelly Clarkson. Mm. Of course we have to read it. Hi, Matt. I don't even think I have a question. I just need to pass along this Kelly Clarkson cover to make sure you've experienced it. Recently, it seems like everyone on Twitter is just discovering Kelly can sing better than anyone, which I find funny. Hopefully, this extra attention is motivating her to get to that new album soon mm-hmm. pause up for kelly you i'm assuming you it's the um, oh she used to be mine mm. oh, so good just like what a vocalist and that's the thing is we take for granted the fact that kelly clarkson is on national tv every day singing like that yes but man alive she sounds amazing and i do feel like the world is finally remembering that kelly can out sing all of our faves and i i hope it translates into album sales she has uh basically confirmed that the album is coming this year thank god Uh, I think it's done and been done. She kind of was like, I just wanted my personal life to be more settled before I actually put it out, which makes sense. Uh, And so I think we're getting to that point. She also kind of hinted that maybe there's a covers album coming in the same year. Okay. So we'll watch out for that. But I am glad that we all are rediscovering the town of Kelly, and I hope it translates into people paying attention to her music, even though she's not 25 anymore. I just think this cover of She Used to Be Mine confirms that Kelly Clarkson does great renditions of show tunes. Oh, and we all knew that. We need more show tunes from Kelly Clarkson. When in 2002, <laughs> after she won American Idol, I yes. was always like, make a thoroughly modern Millie movie starring Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> I don't think that would happen now. Obviously, you know, we got from Justin to Kelly. We got from Justin Kelly close enough. Next best thing. Yes, and um. So, but Kelly Clarkson can sing the fuck out of a show tune. I mean, we you saw our reaction to It's Quiet Uptown. And if you haven't, watch it because it's our best <laughs> one. Um, I, and so I, I'm just like, I want to hear Kelly sing more show tunes. That's yes. all I have to say about that. I agree. So next question comes to us from Kevin. Kevin says, make someone huge. <laughs> hey, Matt and Matt, I hope you're both doing great. A question for email my heart. If you could click your fingers and make any artist or group much more successful than they currently are, i.e. in line with how successful you think they should be, mm. 
Mm. Who would it be? My answer for this has always been Jasmine Sullivan. Mm. How fantastic that she's not really eligible anymore. Justice. I know. So instead, I have two other picks. One, there's a boy band I've been following for years now called Pretty Much, who have the talent, the vocals, and the bops. My favorites mm. are Healthy and On My Way, though they really don't have a bad song. They're just missing a big hit. Wow. And two, they're just getting started, but the three-piece R&B group, girl group, The Shindellas, released one of my favorite albums of 2021, and I'm shocked and appalled that a song as brilliant as Win My Heart is on under 10K Spotify streams. You wow. have to listen to this one. Look forward to hearing your thoughts if you answer this. I think pretty much was one of, was it Jordan, or sorry, was it Kevin who sent us the, the K-pop videos? I, they're not K-pop. Aren't they? I don't think pretty much is K-pop. What's, I feel like there's a K-pop group that has a, a name I mean, I that's sort of, sort of like pretty Maybe much. Maybe I'm making that up, but in my head, I don't think they're K-pop. If they are, I apologize for getting that wrong. Okay. Do um, you have an answer? Because I have an answer. Oh, yeah. No. Pretty much isn't K-pop. Oh, no, I think they're not. I've, I've uh, seen pretty much around. Yeah, I've seen yeah. them before. Um, I think my answer, and I'm going to change the question a little bit because my people are not current, but people who should have been big in their heyday. Uh, there was a group, a girl group called Electric Red that came out, I want to say, around 2008, 2009. And they uh, were basically singing everything that the dream wrote for them. And man alive, if that album is not like bop after bop after bop, it's all so catchy, so beautifully sung, so explicit. And it's like, I want them to, I, I, to this day, still listen to this album at the gym. It is so incredibly good. And they just deserve so much more. Like, mwah is the perfect opening. Like, I just... I need to go through the entire track list and tell you why every song is great, but you need to look them up. Electric with a K, Red. Electric Red. What, what year was this? Right? I want to say 2008, 2009. Okay. Like, excellent. So hooky, so incredible. Um, I also very much liked an artist by the name of Nicole Ray, and Nicole Ray uh, had a song with Missy Elliott. I, this must have... It was, if not the early 2000s, it could have even been the 90s. She had a song that was a big hit called Make It Hot that was really good, uh, but she never really had a follow-up hit. And her, she had a song that came out a few years later, who was definitely in the 2000s, called If I Was Your Girlfriend. And it's not a Prince cover like that TLC song, but it is also excellent. And I'm like, guys, I want to hear more from Nicole Ray. She clearly has an ear. She has vocal talent. She has the ability. She even could have been on that, that BET reality show where they pulled all the girl groups in with like Nivea and Aubrey O'Day. <laughs> I would have watched her on that. Nicole Ray, Justice for Nicole Ray and Justice for Electric Red. Okay. Okay. All right. What well, about you? I think, I mean, this person is known, I'm sure, by many people who listen to us and everything. Yeah. And, you know, she's gotten respect from the Grammy Awards and critics and alike and everything. Mm. But the fact that Julia Michaels is not a household name. I know. The, the fact that this girl has written such consistently good yes. pop music that for, album? for other people, including herself, yes. just bop after bop. And, she, and she, the fact that she gets the sound so well and has such a distinct touch. I listen to so many songs by Selena Gomez and I'm like, Julia Michaels. Exactly. Like you, you, you know just at the know. very beginning. And they work so well for her, for her album and her mini album that came out yeah. um, in like 2017 she is so such she is such a talented writer yes and the fact that she is not a huge huge name right now right. 
it's just it's gross. It's yeah. gross. And I mean, honestly. she's you know famous. She's, yeah, she's, she's doing well. She's doing fine. fine. People are doing well. Jennifer just, Aniston's doing fine. Right. Julia Michaels is doing fine. Electric Red and Nicole Ray. I actually don't know how they're doing. Okay. <laughs> but they deserve more. But yes, Julia Michaels is doing fine. But she should be more known as an artist. And even more, I want more writing because I still listen to Bad Liar and I'm like shit. Shit. Is yes. There a better song. Oh my god. A classic piece of music. Excellent. Excellent song. Thank you to all involved. And like last year, All Your Exes, one of the oh. best songs of 2021. Oh. Also, we got a question on our Patreon. I forget who asked us, mm. um, are we going to uh, do another listening party of our favorite songs of 2021? Probably not. Probably not. But it's a good idea. And <laughs> yeah. All Your Exes would be on mine. Oh, yes. Maybe my number one. Yes. It's so good. Yes. Um, so Matt Steele. Yes. I have a question for you. Yes. What has been giving you moments, darling? Should I just say what movie has been giving you moments, darling? Sure, because it's <laughs> two. <laughs> All right. Which ones are they? All right. So uh, first I saw Macbeth, the tragedy of Macbeth. Mm. Um, the only one Cohen brother directed this one. Oh, interesting. Um, yes. And obviously starring Denzel Washington, Francis McDormand. I have to, I enjoyed it very much. I have to say the art direction of this oh. movie was stunning. The fact that everything was filmed indoors and it looks like you were just like in this giant field, it beautifully done, wow. like total magical. And I love movies that are, are filmed in studio. Mm. Like I love it. Fuck going on location. Oh. I want the magic <laughs> to happen in like a, a giant room that looks like the outdoors. I love it. Wow. Cinematography also incredible. Obviously, Francis McDormand and Denzel Washington, they are Denzel Washington and Francis McDormand. Catherine Hunter, who plays all three of the witches, oh. is the name that should be touted from this movie wow. over and over and over again. She's a British actress, a British acting teacher, I believe, as well. She, like, she's also, she's such a physical performer and such, a, I've never seen, su- I haven't seen such a theatrical performance in a movie in so long. Just mm. her physicality, the way she uses her voice. She's, I guess, a very flexible woman. <laughs> she literally performed like one of her monologues with her like legs around her ears. Like, Whoa. she is so fantastic as the witches. If she got a surprise Best Supporting Actress nom, I, on come Oscar nomination morning, I would be very happy. It would be very deserved. I also saw another movie that is also creating waves and might get that coveted 10th slot. Mm. And it is a foreign film called Drive My Car. It is a Japanese film. Um, and it is three hours long. Oh. And it's, <laughs> I would like half an hour in, I was just like, I have to pee. I was like, oh no, I have to pee. Did you get up and go? I did not because oh, I Lord. was I was just like. No, I I was like, I am (laughs) too focused on what is happening. It is a beautiful movie about a man who is both an actor and a director and like sort of like an act. He has a big philosophy on acting, how it can, you know, you can train and everything. And so he loses his wife, his wife passes away and it's all about his grief. He goes and directs a show um, and he loves rehearsing lines in his car. Mm. But for this show, for like safety reasons, they always have their guest artists have a driver for them. Okay, So he becomes close with his driver who is also going through her own grief in her own sort of way. It, guys, okay, it's a long movie, <laughs> but the way the characters are fleshed out is so good. I'm so captivated by all of them. The performances are all so good. Mm. Uh, the leading guy is uh, he Toshi uh, Nishijima. Okay. Excellent. The girl who plays the driver is excellent. There's an amazing supporting performance by Masaki Okada, who delivers such a 
an incredible monologue. Wow. In such a brilliant way. I, I truly loved the movie. I, I encourage everyone to, uh, I'm trying to, oh, Toko uh, Miura is the, the girl who plays the driver. Mm. She is excellent. Wow. I really encourage everyone to see it. It's such a, a wonderful reflection on grief, how people deal with it. And I, I just, I loved it. I think it'd be wonderful if it got a Best Picture nomination. All it's right. definitely winning Best International Feature, especially okay. since Tatan, unfortunately, didn't make the uh, the shortlist for, oh. for nominations. Um, so so it's, it's currently the front runner for International Feature. I think it'd be exciting if it got a... Uh, nomination for Best Picture as All right. well. Really, really. Cool. When are those nominations coming out? Do we oh, know? I forget. Oh, okay. I totally forget. <laughs> it's got to be soon. It's got to be soon. Yeah. yeah, I'm excited to see them because I mean, without the Golden Globe ceremony, and now you see like the SAGs kind of went in their own direction with mm. nominations, especially with like supporting actor. There were surprise nominations galore yeah. and everything. So it really seems like. All these different ceremonies are having, their, and especially with the Critics Awards and everything, mm. are having their own sort of visions and everything. They're having their own sort of opinions. And so I'm excited to see how this shapes award ceremonies like leading up to the future because it, it just leads to more surprises at the Oscars, which I am always down for. All right. Yeah. Um, well, for me, I only have a couple of things um, as far as the television goes. We finished Queer Eye finally. It was a lovely season. I encourage everyone to watch it. It's very feel good. It's like, of course, it's what you know Queer Eye is. A little formulaic, but it does leave you warm and fuzzy. Uh, we also just started the Saved by the Bell season two on Peacock. Did you watch the first season? Oh, yeah. I watched it uh, during COVID, like during peak COVID. Um, okay. And season two is maybe even funnier. Okay. It opened, the first episode opens with like a very sweet Screech tribute. And um, it was heartbreaking, but it's still, the show is so incredibly funny and so quick-witted and so tongue-in-cheek. I cannot recommend it enough if you're not watching Saved by the Bell. Season two is excellent, even better than season one, but watch them both because they're truly lovely. Josie Toda, I just, she is so unbelievably funny. She basically is essentially like Jenna Maroney, but as a high schooler, and I love, she's just, she's like... Just such an iconic character. All the kids are incredible actors. And I can't stop looking at the guy who plays... Oh, I don't even remember the guy's name. There's one black guy who came from a different school who is now kind of fitting in, but still is like a little on the outs with the the other kids. Uh, And he is... The actor's engaged to JoJo. And every time I look at him, I'm like, good for you, JoJo! (laughs) (laughs) Because he's such a good actor and he's so good on the show and he does a great job. And he's married to a legend and an icon and the moment. He is going to be married. Uh, to, to one to Joanna Levesque I know Ms. Mr. Levesque does a beautiful job on the right. show <laughs> um, and lastly I just want to shout out an album that I uh, listened to for the first time like in earnest and over the past week and uh, Vincent's album There Will Be Tears is so fucking fantastic I just hadn't gotten around to listening to it and also you know he is a, a yeah I just hadn't I hadn't really gotten to listen to it but he was having this contest or like saying oh I'm going on tour and looking for LGBT openers uh, in every city and so I was like hey guys say me and you should still tweet him that I should open for him <laughs> but his album is so excellent and so beautifully produced and like the vocals are out of control if you don't know Vincent V-I-N-C-I-N-T by the way uh, he rose to fame because he was on a Fox show called The Four and he has an outstanding performance of Radiohead's Creep that went viral mm. and so he's been putting out music ever since then I think I talked about Please Don't Fall in Love a year or two ago which oh is another- th- that's a 
Oh, a great song. And so there's so many beautiful songs on this album. There will be tears. The vocal arrangements are incredible. The production is top notch. And a song that really stuck out to me. I love the confessional writing of a song called The Friend. I feel like we've all kind of had moments feeling like, oh, we're always just the friend. We never get the kiss in the rain. Like, Mm. and it's just like you can tell it's just so relatable it's so well written the album is lovely it is also so fun and it's it's just proving that you can be fun and emotional and sing well all in the same breath of an album i cannot recommend it enough vincent there will be tears 10 out of 10 all right let's do it all right all right can't wait till hopefully you see both of us in concert in LA <laughs> post Omicron <laughs> exactly yes yes alright so is there anything else we need to tell the people today I don't think so Matt Palmer what are you doing for your Martin Luther King day I'm going how to, are you celebrating I'm going to not work that is going to be my celebration I'm also uh, I've hired a task rabbit to uh, put up the stick and peel wallpaper in my office stick and peel yes I, and I was like oh I could do this myself and try to do one panel I was like oh I can't do this no I'm too scared <laughs> I, I don't have the capability I, I already messed up a little part of it it's like you know what there are people who can do this professionally yes. that are not me. So stick and peel is horrifying. Oh my me. gosh. I, I just I never do it yourself. I mean, yeah. unless you can and like good on you, but if you're a normal like myself, no, no, I don't have that. I just put up some lights pretty well today, you yeah. know, with Jackson. Yeah. I don't have, no, this no. is just an automatic. No. Yeah. So it's how easy it could go wrong. Oh yes. Not going to have it. So yeah. that's happening tomorrow. And I think that's essentially it. That's great. I'm yes. working. Well, Good. What are you going <laughs> to do? That's what Martin Luther King would want. <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, I guess that's it for us. Thank you guys so much for listening and watching. And uh, we'll be back next week with more 2K Mats, the podcast. Bye. Bye. Bye.